atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and the good Sheriff Richard Mack on your radio. This is the broadcast for September the 7th in the year the year of our Lord, 2018. This is our two of two, and our goal, ladies and gentlemen, always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we do believe in the rule of law and the supreme law of the land. We reject revolution, but stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. The Clive and Bundy interview last hour was absolutely top-notch. It'll be available online soon, ladies and gentlemen. As soon as we get the show done, I'll get it put up and everything else. If Facebook doesn't continue to shut me down, we might be able to even put it on Facebook. Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on that ball. Meanwhile, I got a couple of things that I want to say about Clive and Bundy. And I want to be very clear about what I'm saying about uh, Mr. Clive and Bundy. Number one, I think he's a class act. I think he's a great, great guy. And if I was put in prison and I was denied my due process of law, and I was denied a speedy trial, and I was denied bail, and I was forced to sit behind bars for two years, only for the government to come back via the judge and say the government lied and cheated and stealed and perjured themselves and dishonestly kept me there all the while they knew the truth, I would be absolutely fit to be tied, livid, come unglued. And I don't know how I'd respond. Uh, I'm not saying I'd do anything violent. Don't, Don't take it wrong. I'm just saying I'd be beside myself. At the end of the broadcast, this guy said, let's pray for everybody. Let's, let's, let's work together to fix it. Let's use the Supreme Law. Uh, Sheriff Mack, what a class act. He is, and uh, he's really uh, very humble. Uh, his whole family is. His wife is amazing, uh, a fantastic woman, uh, a fantastic speaker. Uh, I could sit and listen to Carol Bundy forever. Uh, and... Uh, Cliven makes so much sense. He's got so much common sense. Uh, and he's now been a victim of federal crimes uh, for 15, 20 years. And he still maintains his dignity. <clears throat> and he still maintains his religious beliefs. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, I've just never met somebody that uh, exemplifies the Christian ethic and the patriotic ethic that we all read about. And very few of us actually do. And uh, he puts into practice what he believes. And um, my hat's off to him. And, you know, Cliven and I have had our differences. We've had disagreements. I I have with uh, several of the Bundys. Uh, However. You've even disagreed with your wife. Oh, all the time. Yeah. But but, uh, we have always maintained our friendship and our mutual respect. And uh, I'm telling him, uh, uh, he is, just as you said, he is uh, a stellar person. He is a good man. He has a good heart. And that's the thing why we've always been able to get along. I think both of us understand each other's hearts, and we know where our hearts are. Uh, I still will echo the frustration of what, what you said, Ammon said, and I've heard him say it before, too. What do we do? Uh, because it's just uh, so astonishing when you can't get anybody in positions of power to do anything about these atrocities and these crimes. 
Amen to that. TheFreedomCoalition.com to learn more. CSPOA.com to learn more. Um, now, I, I kind of dropped the ball. I, I asked um, Cliven exactly where people should donate to help with this lawsuit. And I, I should have had all that stuff. I mean, I try to do all the research I can, ladies and gentlemen, before I do shows. I'm just only one guy, though. I mean, I, I, right now I'm running the board. I'm literally queuing up an audio clip while I'm talking to you. Uh, during the break, I downloaded the audio clip so that I could play it. Uh, I literally did research before that to get the information that I needed. I mean, I'm just doing the best I can. With a little more money, we could have a few more hands to do things. But I'm doing the best I can with what we've got. And all I'm telling you is... Uh, I didn't mean to, to ask Cliven a question that, that he wasn't prepared to answer on the spot. Um, but here's Larry Clayman regarding the uh, Bundy Defense Fund. Here it is. Good afternoon. I'm Larry Clayman. You know me as the founder of both Judicial Watch and Freedom Watch. I'm currently the chairman and general counsel of Freedom Watch. But I'm coming to you in my private capacity today as one of Cliven Bundy's lawyers. As you know, Cliven and his sons are in trial in Las Vegas, Nevada, as we speak. They face the possibility. Of- okay, now this was recorded before they you know, before they won or before they were. It was all dismissed. Uh, but nevertheless, the, the the point stays the same. I wanted you to hear directly from Larry. I don't want to hear about Larry from the mainstream thugs. I want to hear from Larry. That's why we had on uh, Ammon and Ryan and and Cliven because I want to hear from them, not everything about them. Right. All right. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. There's no other talk show on the planet like it. But uh, anyway, Larry Clayman continues. Life imprisonment. A very. I'm going to rewind this a bit. They face the possibility of life imprisonment. A very heavy-handed and aggressive and violent government run by Barack Obama and then Senator Harry Reid at the time tried to drive him off the land. They beat up his family. They killed his cattle. People came to protest peacefully using their Second Amendment rights. They even murdered one of his dear friends, Lavoie Finicum, ladies and gentlemen. We need your urgent support in this case because Cliven's rights are your rights. Cliven's ability to ranch the land, which is so valuable and so important, not just for ranchers, but for everybody. The land is our life's blood in this country. And that land is owned by the state of Nevada, not by the United States. And the United States government that wanted to seize control of this land to make it into a national monument, and Obama did in the days just before he left office, it was sinister, it was illegal, it was improper. Yet Cliven was prosecuted for standing up for his rights and your rights, and he faces life imprisonment if convicted. We have a hostile judge who is very pro-prosecution. Even the Las Vegas Review-Journal said the prosecutors have a friend in Judge Gloria Navarro. So we need to wage a very, very vigorous defense. We're doing it. We need your strong financial support. We need your strong moral support, and we need your prayers. So go to clivenbundydefensefund.org. I'm going to repeat that again. clivenbundydefensefund.org. Contribute to Cliven's defense because his freedoms are your freedoms. God bless you. God bless America. God save America. And let us all be thankful that we can defend ourselves and we need your help during this Thanksgiving season. All right. So I know that was a while ago. But I'm just telling you that then it was defensive. We're, we're trying to defend Cliven. Now it's offensive because we're trying to say, listen, we need a redress of grievances here, Sheriff. Well, Sam, uh, just like I was saying, um, I won my case. And uh, the Hage family uh, pretty much won their case. They've had some setbacks, but they won. And uh, the judge even said they should be pro- that the federal government should be prosecuted. He even mentioned the Forest Service and the BLM, uh, and they were they got referred to the Justice Department. The Justice Department did nothing. And the thing of it is, on my case, 
winning, of course, gives you a lot of credibility, and I've been touting the victory ever since ever since it happened. However, no one in Washington D.C. obeys the decision. No one enforces it, and and quite frankly, in Washington D.C., I know this is going to shock everybody, but none of your representatives there care, and they all they care about. I don't care who it is, Andy Biggs. Anybody, you know, some of them are, you know, I guess decent people, but I have a hard time sometimes saying that. If they don't do the right thing for the right reason, then why not? And, Sam, that leads me to the thing I wanted to say real briefly about John McCain. <laughs> his, his funeral and his death are, were the same as his life. Vindictiveness and hypocrisy. And his daughter carried that on for him because here's all these people touting and even John McCain's own words touting how we should get along and we're going to, yes, we'll fight and and then we'll be friends afterwards. And he gave this big Sunday school lesson about a year ago on the Senate floor about how uh, we should be doing the right thing and blah, blah, blah. Well, let me tell you about uh, John McCain doing the right thing. I had him working with me so uh, and I had agreed to support his campaign in 2016. Rick Dalton was with me while I was making a phone call. Uh, I was actually on the golf course with Rick Dalton because McCain called me back, and we had several conversations as to how he would help get Sam Gerard pardoned and get him out from underneath uh, the the clutches of the FDA. And then after he found out that we were we were trying we worked together for about oh three or four months, and it looked like this was really going to happen. And then uh, he found out that he didn't need me because his poll numbers were way up. And uh, he had one of his assistants call me or email me, sorry, just email me, and said, well, Senator McCain cannot get involved in this because it's a conflict of interest, and he can't get involved when there's a case going to court. He, He does not have anything to do with the court. And I wrote her back and I said, he has everything to do with overseeing the FDA. And that is what we were talking about, not him stopping a court case, although he probably had an obligation to do that, too, uh, because of the lack of liberty that was ha- the, the destruction of liberty that was occurring uh, to an innocent man. Everybody in Washington, D.C. has a responsibility to stop that, especially a U.S. senator. But anyway, let's say that. And if they about, don't, what value are they? I know exactly. I even said that, too. So finally, his assistant, and I'm going to give his name. His name was Stephen Shattuck. And some of you, especially from Arizona, will recognize that last name because his father was in Congress for about 20 years out here in in Arizona, U.S. Congressman John Shattuck. And I know him uh, pretty well. Um, And then Stephen was the uh, chief of staff assistant to John McCain. So I called uh, Stephen back. And I told him what the email about the email I got uh, from uh, McCain's assistant, and he, he was aware of it. And and, and uh, when we get back, I'm going to tell you the punchline that I said to him. You got it, my friend. A good piece of news for you, Larry Clayman publicly endorsed Ryan Bundy for governor of Nevada. Fantastic. I'll come back and make sure you know the website to donate to Clive and Buddy's Defense Fund. And then Sheriff Mack will give you the punchline. And then we got a rancher on the border we'll talk about coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm banging on all cylinders. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. 
Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. Each week, the political cesspool, known worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program, hits the airwaves to bring you the other side of the news and to report on events which are vital to your welfare but are hushed up or distorted by the mainstream media. However, to continue doing this, we need your support. Go online at www.thepoliticalcesspool.org and make a safe and secure donation. If you prefer not to make an online donation, you can send us a check or money order to the address on the website. No matter which way you choose, the political cesspool needs your support. Go online to www.thepoliticalcesspool.org and make a donation today. Ivan Bundy, defensefund.org, ladies and gentlemen, get it done. I'm telling you right now, good stuff going on. I just emailed uh, Larry Clayman on that website and said, hey, man, I just had on Ryan and Ammon and Cliven, and I want to get you on, too, to cover their cases. Give me a call, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, we'll have to work on getting Larry Clayman on the radio to talk about this critical case. Uh, as I told uh, Cliven, we want to do everything we can to help him with this case. ClivenBundyDefenseFund.org is the website for that. And again, if you haven't heard, Larry Clayman, constitutional attorney, personally endorses Ryan Bundy for Nevada governor. Amen to Larry. Good work, sir. We got to keep it up. We got to, you know, get this a ball rolling, and we got to literally double down, triple down, quadruple down in support of this, ladies and gentlemen. What an incredible opportunity! All right, Sheriff, quickly uh, recap, and then give us your punchline on this thing. Uh, you believe that uh, McCain literally was nothing but a vile character, and I concur. No, he, he was he was uh, <clears throat> quite the hypocrite and uh, qu- quite the liar and. Uh, he, he was very vindictive, and that was the only reason why we still have Obamacare, because he was not going to give a victory to the person who he hates and fights and and uh, destroys uh, as much as he possibly could, and that was Donald Trump. Yeah, they they fought for quite a while. He was also jealous of Trump that uh, that Trump was able to win the presidency that he was never able to, even though he tried three or four. Yeah, times. how dare he when a seasoned politician was poised in the good old boys' club to have his turn, huh? The reason Trump won was because of people like McCain and Obama and both sides. And people got sick and tired of both sides so much so that they were willing to pick somebody who was really 
quite different, not presidential, uh, and and way too brash uh, with his comments. Uh, but uh, still, people like me and, and others that were sick and tired of Democrats and Republicans running and acting like little robots up on stages and being stupid during debates, like and not really being strong like Romney should have been against Obama. But uh, because of that, because of people like McCain and Romney and Obama and and Hillary and and uh, many others, uh, that's why Trump won. And they, of course, they have such a hard time accepting uh, that part. But when I was talking to Stephen Shattuck on the phone, and he and I got along great, uh, and he was, I thought he was a good man, and I still do. Uh, however, he's kind of one of them, and he was talking about himself when I asked this question. I said, Stephen, will you ask me this? I said, first of all, you know I don't agree with McCain on much of anything, and this was really a compromise for me uh, to try to help Sam Gerard. I do, I do not support John McCain uh, politically, but I was willing to uh, if it would help Sam Gerard uh, get out of prison and get get out of his case and get out from underneath this. Well, it just uh, it just shows how how serious this innocence in prison issue is to us. Yeah, it is. But anyway, it continue, sir. I was I was willing to march into hell for a heavenly cause, and I, and I really felt I still feel bad about it sometimes, but not when you consider who I was trying to help. You know that always gets me back to reality. But so I asked, I said, finally, I said, Stephen, let me ask you just one question. I really want your response to this. And he said, Yeah, okay, what? And I said, Is there anybody? And you can tell me their names. Is there anybody in Washington D.C. who does the right thing for the right reason? And 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 I was actually I didn't really say it, but I think it was understood that I even included him because he worked in Washington D.C. for some time. And so yeah, you didn't say including you, but you said anybody. Anybody? Tell me anybody. And he could have said, "Well, I do the right thing, sheriff, or whatever." Sure, exactly. Or he could have said, "No, my dad used to." Yeah. You know, whatever. Okay. Because his dad wasn't in Congress anymore when we met, when we had this conversation. So I said, "Is there anybody in Washington D.C. who does the right thing for the right reason? Anybody?" And he goes, "Regrettably, Sheriff, no, there isn't." And Sam, when you get somebody who is a Washington D.C. insider whose father was in Congress for twenty years, who works for a senator as high profile as John McCain who says, my boss will not do the right thing for the right reason. And, and uh, you know, and, and he mentioned no one. And I, he was really sad when he was talking to me. He, his voice was quiet, but he was really sincere, and he was honest about the answer. And I think it's the greatest answer I have ever received from anybody in Washington, D.C., because I will say that to Ron Paul, and I will say that to Rand Paul. And I will say that to anybody else, somebody who's an insider there who worked for John McCain told me none of you do the right thing for the right reason. And let's be clear, that's his opinion, though, and it's hard to judge someone's heart, but the point is poignant for sure. Yeah, well, you know, it might be his opinion, but he's been in Washington, D.C. for years and years and years, and he's been around these politicians for years and years and years. And uh, I, uh, you know, you and I, given that, uh, given our opinion, we would say that. But to get that from an insider who actually at the very time 
was making a living working for these people? That's a pretty powerful comment. And uh, about four months later, I learned that he was no longer working for McCain. I don't know where he is now. I don't know what he's doing. He's probably working for another uh, senator or campaign. But uh, uh, Stephen Shattuck, an insider from an insider family, told me, no, there is not anybody in Washington who does the right thing for the right reason. It is so corrupt there, Sam. And I'll tell you this. We were talking about uh, the conspiracies of one Alex Jones a little while ago. And, uh, you know, both of us have had a pretty strong relationship with Alex over the years. Uh, I think I have kind of felt like he has abandoned me. Uh, You know, he hasn't returned my calls or anything for about two and a half years now. We can get a hold of Judge Napolitano. Right. And even in the day we can get a hold of John McCain, usually we can get a hold of Alex Jones these days, ladies and gentlemen. But, I, you know, and I really want anybody who can get me in touch with Anita Johnson, who got pardoned by Trump and uh, or Kim Kardashian's friend, I'd really like to get a hold of her because I think she's mentioned publicly that she wanted to help us with innocence in prison. And I want to I want to get a hold of her. Amen. I, we also want to get a hold of yeah. Kim Kardashian, though, because Kim could help oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. But, you know, how do you get a hold of Kim? Right. Right. Exactly. So, hey, Kim, it's Sam. But right. yeah. <laughs> so if anybody out there has ways to contact people like that, I mean, and Kanye's going to go, think, Sam, who? Yeah, yeah, right. But <laughs> if the only way I think I could contact Anita Johnson is find out where she lives and ask a local police, the local police to contact her for me and ask her to call me. I don't know any. I I, I don't know how people at Fox and other places get a hold of people that they have some special way to do it any more than I do. I mean, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you how they do have special ways to do it, and, and that's the interesting thing. that We don't have that. And it, here's what it reminds me of. Even Glenn Beck back in the day and Fox back in the day literally had a line to the White House. And if back in the Barack days where they acted like Fox and Barack were enemies, kind of like CNN and Trump are enemies now, so to speak, or the New York Times and Trump are enemies now, look, they all play a game with you. You're being played for a sucker. They're all buddies. And if you don't believe me, hey, McCain had Bush and Obama and everybody at his funeral. Trump wasn't welcome, but all the insiders were absolutely doubling down and hobnobbing at McCain's funeral. They're all insiders. So Fox has a line to the White House when it's Obama. CNN has a line to the White House when it's Trump. Okay, And Donald acts like he hates the mainstream press, like they're the most dishonest people on the planet. But uh, you know what? Donald doesn't call me to break the news. An honest person that would give him a fair shot. He goes right back to the swamp that he complains about, doesn't he? And then Kim, part of the swamp, and I'm not downing Kim, but I'm just saying she's one of this top echelon in America um, where, you know, she's famous. Her husband's famous there. Rock star celebrity status like Trump used to be. You got that circle and government circle, and they have the ability to contact each other at will. But you and I just cannot get it done. Even if our life depended on it, we couldn't get it done. And so I'm just telling you, this is what I'm talking about, is that it's all part of the swamp. And you could say, well, Kim's not part of the swamp. Sam, come on, who is she? Well, you know what? She's a very high-profile family. She married a high-profile man. They got plenty of cash. They're in the circles that Donald used to be in before he became a, quote, politician, so to speak. Uh, But I guarantee you they can get a hold of each other. Yeah. And, and and there's no way we could. In fact, if we try very hard, um, they'll stop us. And before you know it, you'll wind up in the in the in the jail because you you push too hard and you harass somebody or something. I mean, it's just right. out of this world. But the, with it, with absolute carte blanche access, the mainstream press can get a hold of any of these people at will, any of them, anytime, yeah. anywhere, all the time. How is that? 
Well, this is well, this is the the punchline I was going to say about Alex Jones and his conspiracy theories and people complaining about and now even suing him uh, over that he calls uh, Sandy Hook uh, shootings a hoax or a fake. And, and I don't see how that is uh, a libel suit or defamation suit against the family. I'll tell you why, because he's making specific claims about the families that they were specifically actors and that they were participating in the hoax. Uh, and they're saying you can't libel and slander us and suggest that we're part of this conspiracy when we're not. And we're not going to let you use our names that way. And that's what the battle's about. We'll come right back with a good sheriff and break it on down just for you. I got to talk about this rancher on the border, too. I'm telling you right now, Killer Talk Radio at your fingertips. LibertyRoundTable.com. Hang tight, folks. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. We fought. We learned. We struggled. We won. Despite Obama's best efforts, the newspaper of the human resistance survives. We have lived only to face a new nightmare, the war against the machines. Read about our struggle in The Sovereign, newspaper of the resistance. The Sovereign is a 24-page monthly tabloid newspaper about the war between man and machines. We've tried reason, we've tried legislation. We've tried every peaceful means imaginable, and all it's gotten us is shut out. So now we fight the machines. Order online today at thesovnews.com or find The Sovereign at select newsstands. Remember to read The Sovereign, newspaper of the resistance. The human resistance's battle against the machines will be everlasting. This is mercy. It was never our destiny to stop the age of Obama. It was merely to survive it. Together. Together. Being there with your child and being there for your child are two completely different things. One denotes a simple presence, which is a start, but can also be accomplished by someone other than you. Hey, can you help me with this algebra problem? See, that sheep did a fine job of being there with the child, but it didn't do a very good job of being there for the child. Now listen to the difference an involved parent can make. Hey, can you help me with this algebra problem? I'm not very good at algebra, but do you have any English questions? Because I done real good in English. (laughs) Oh, Mom. Okay, let's take a look. Okay, so the algebra problem didn't get solved, but something better happened. Mom was there for her child. And when you're really there, they'll know how much you care. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens. Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. 
But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. My fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, the good chair, Richard Mack, on your radio, compelling talk, to say the least, I'd have to say. All right, so, Sheriff, you were talking about Alex Jones. You wanted to make a couple of final comments here. The only thing is that, uh, you know, they're really after him about conspiracies and his conspiracy theories. And I feel like you, uh, I don't know enough about that to make a decision. I I really kind of doubt it, to be honest with you, but I haven't looked into it. Uh, and, and I don't believe Alex is a liar, but uh, he really does jump on some issues. Uh, sometimes he jumps the gun. And, uh, but uh, anyway, regardless of that, if, after listening to Cliven and all that we talked about last uh, hour and all that we talked about with Ammon and, and Ryan and with the Hague family and with Randy Weaver, uh, and I know Randy very well, uh, wrote a book with him. Uh, and I've met several people from who survived Waco, who had loved ones killed in Waco. And I've talked to people who uh, are part of the CFR, and uh, I've talked to people who know about uh, the, the creature of Jekyll Island. And uh, I'm pretty familiar with the Federal Reserve, and I'm pretty familiar with the, the globalists and uh, some of the uh, other subversive secret societies, but probably not. Probably you and I know maybe one uh, percent of the actual horrible atrocities going on behind the scenes in our country and in our world. And I will tell you and everybody else who wants to, uh, all the other people. Uh, the social media who want to attack and shut down Alex Jones and shut down other people on the right like you and who want to lie about you and me and other people who, who simply don't want anything more than to be left alone and and have freedom for everybody in our country and that we really are created equal and that that should be our paramount goal is to protect that. I'll tell everybody, you, everybody, uh, we don't know uh, even uh, 1% of the real things going on. And what really is going on makes Alex Jones and his conspiracy theories look like kindergarten. Yeah, you're right about that. And, and here's the deal. Uh, and uh, I bring up Alex Jones because, look, I'm not here to attack Alex. I hope he does the right thing. I hope he helps us with all that he can. The problem is the things that he's doing, in my opinion, are literally causing credibility crisis for us all because of his actions. And so I if I say that I'm fine with Alex, then I'm fine with everything he does, assumes the mainstream press. And although I defend Alex in the sense that he has the First Amendment right, and even if he peddles conspiracy theories in some people's minds, he has every right to say and think and believe what he wants to. Uh, and, and, and so I defend Alex on that score. The problem is when he take actions 
that I disagree with. Uh, if I'm kind to Alex, then they, they lump me in that I agree with everything he does. I know that's wrong. So I like to pick an issue. And if Alex is right, I support him. If Alex is wrong, I stand against him. And when he literally uh, virtually attacked Marco Rubio, we played this soundbite a couple of days ago, I rejected what he did. Because you know what? It was nothing but a provocateur agenda. It was to promote InfoWars and Alex Jones. It wasn't to truly stand uh, for free speech. It was in your face. It was unacceptable. It's kind of like how he treated Piers Morgan. I didn't agree with that off-the-charts abuse of Piers either. Now, I agree I don't like Piers Morgan. But you don't need to treat people like that. You don't need to just go off the reservation crazy on people. You can be polite and decent and respectable and honorable. Well, now, Alex Jones, in addition to attacking Marco Rubio, um, I guess he went into the, what is this thing? He went into the halls of Congress, and he literally, uh, I guess people have been mocking, saying that Alex Jones is now a Russian spy or a Russian bot which I don't know that I agree with. I don't agree with that because we don't have any evidence to that effect. But he's going through the hallway of the state office Senate building. And he's going, beep, 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 I'm a Russian bot. Anyway, he literally has videos. He took his show. He had his arms outstretched, his body spinning in circles in in the hallways of Congress going, beep, 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 beep. I'm a Russian bot in the Capitol. And dozens of protesters roamed Capitol Hill. On Wednesday to disrupt the confirmation hearing of Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Now, Jones was on hand to cast a shadow over the congressional discussions scrutinizing Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Anyway, so it was a big old battle. But uh, at what point, when you look at the fruits of someone's labor, do you say Alex Jones is moving the needle of liberty forward versus just garnering attention for his own agenda and looking like a fool doing it? I mean, it's out of control. He literally went up to Rubio and just, just accosted him at every turn. I'm telling you, I cannot defend what he did. Now, I don't like Marco Rubio. I don't think Marco Rubio is our friend at all. But I'm telling you, I just don't endorse going up to people and doing that. I don't endorse standing in the halls of Congress, spinning around, going, beep, 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 I'm a Russian bot, mocking these legitimate questions about saying, hey, uh, you know, when you get QAnon and some of these other things and people are discussing if Alex Jones is involved in that and... At some point, you kind of cross a line to where you go, you know what? Dude, you're out of control. Um, Because is it about moving the cause of liberty forward? Is it the humble delivery of, say, a a Cliven Bundy or a Richard Mack? Or or is it just this belligerent off the charts we're going to garner attention? Just don't forget InfoWars. I'm telling you right now, InfoWars is here. We're we're behind enemy lines in Washington, D.C. Okay, Is it about the truth or is it about Alex? Is it about moving the needle of liberty forward, or is it about promoting Infowars? And if you believe his rhetoric on the radio, he's a true patriot. But if you believe the court cases that have been winding through the courts, Alex's attorney is saying this is nothing but political theater to him. And, and when that happens, now you got YouTube, Facebook, Apple, Spotify, and now Twitter all banning Alex Jones. See, well, hold on. I defend Alex Jones here. I think that our free speech rights are on the ropes, and Alex should rightly be concerned. But when is it about that versus about Alex? And if I want Alex on my show to literally discuss how we can stop these gargantua high-tech companies from abusing our rights and violating our free speech, is Alex going to come on the radio with me? Or is he going to think, oh, you're too, you're too much of a small fry? Or it doesn't advance Alex enough? Or whatever. Uh, are we really going to stand together on this or what? So, Sheriff, that's my criticism and my concerns. 
Yeah, I share your concerns there. And, uh, you know, I would really like to see him uh, uh, tone it down. Uh, you know, I'm all for him going and talking to uh, any of the senators or congressmen. I have also. In fact, we've tried to invite him to go with us. Yes, we have. Uh, and uh, I, I share his frustration, uh, but I don't share his tactics, and I don't support his tactics. I do not support any of those uh, social media companies shutting him down in any way, but they are private companies. And Well, hold on. They, 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 they are not private companies, and I'll tell you why. They're privately owned, but every one of them becomes so gargantuan big. The reason we have this, quote, monopoly between these companies is because every one of them has got massive government funding to get where they are today. So I say they're fascist companies. Well, I say they're uh, – I don't know how much funding they've received from uh, federal government. I know Planned Parenthood does. And oh, they received a ton of money from, uh, from the federal government, all of them. But, but I know that they are sanctioned by the FCC and that they are protected by them, and they, they do have to deal with them, and they have. But regardless of that, um, uh, you know, I, I do support that they can make their own freedom choices about who they deal with their, in their own businesses. Uh, the government doesn't have that prerogative. Private businesses do, and they are owned by private people who say, I don't like you, uh, I can shut you down. But that is also if if – if Alex Jones were black or, or another race, the federal government would be coming out and totally supporting him, and so would be ACLU and all these others. And ACLU should be actually supporting him as well because, you know, uh, I thought they believed in uh, fairness and uh, equality and freedom of speech, and people are trying to shut Alex down, and, and I absolutely will defend him uh, uh, to hell and back on that. Anyway, there you have it. But I, 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 I don't want to go on about Alex forever. I think it's a shame that he shut down. I agree. But I would say this, his tactics, I'm telling you, it's just it's rhetoric that, that gets literally makes us all look foolish. And that's my big concern with it. I just don't endorse those kind of tactics. We need to be, um, you know what, wise as serpents, harmless as doves. We need to be humble in our approach. We need to follow the Prince of Peace. And that's why I'm saying I'm not attacking Donald Trump or Kim Kardashian. I'm just saying, guys, please don't leave us out of this discussion. We really have people to protect. I'm not in this for me. Okay, I'm not in prison. But there are innocents in prison who truly need our love and our support, and we cannot forget them. It's kind of like how McCain turned his back on the POWs. We can't do that stuff, folks. Okay, and I appreciate Larry Clayman standing up, and I appreciate you, my fellow Americans, standing up. All right, I want to talk about this next story of interest as well, Sheriff. Headline says 25 minutes of illegals crossing in to the United States through an Arizona ranch. Arizona rancher John Childen, he has a 50,000-acre spread along the U.S.-Mexico border. And it's ground zero for human smugglers and drug cartels and everything else. He's got a ton of video about illegals crossing as a steady stream onto his property, violating our borders. Let's talk about it. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. 
With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. His name is John Childen. He's 79 years old. He's a fifth-generation rancher. He's got a 50,000-acre spread right on the U.S. border. He literally ducked. He literally doubled down, put cameras up, and took literal footage hours and hours of illegals, drug traffickers, drug mules, all kinds of people literally crossing the border onto his ground. And he shared it with Daily Caller, and we have all the details, Sheriff. He's livid. He wants a border fence. He says this is absolutely out of control. Well, you can hardly blame them. The, uh, what's going on there, Sam, is astonishing. I've been down there. And um, these poor ranchers and farmers uh, get very little help and support. And uh, God bless them. It's, it's really just so uh, chaotic there. And then we, of course, have people uh, going completely against these good Arizonans and good Americans uh, who are trying to protect their land. And they do exactly the opposite and say, keep the borders open and let everybody come in and trample your land uh, and uh, uh, steal, trespass, and all the other crimes that are committed there. And we have lawless uh, Democrats who actually support that. Now, this is interesting um, because he's a fifth-generation cattleman. He's 79 years old. And he has long warned the government about the dangers of leaving lengthy stretches of the U.S.-Mexico border uh, guarded by nothing more than a barbed wire fence. And um, now he's documenting the abuses that are going on. Um, There's other people that have spoke about this and documented this as well, big time, too. Is Donald going to take this seriously? I mean... Is it just going to be Red Rick and Donald going to be like, oh, I tried and they shut me down and that's the end of that? Or are we really going to move the needle here? Because I appreciate a lot of Donald's talk about, look, we've got to stop illegal activity. But I don't see a whole lot of stoppage of it. I just see a lot of Red Rick regarding it. Sheriff? Yeah, the same here. I mean, I've said it numerous times. Uh, why Donald doesn't just stop uh, messing with the national press? 
stop messing with the Russia thing. Uh, he could change the narrative in Washington uh, with a snap of his fingers and start focusing on really draining the swamp and make these people go on the defensive, make the his detractors and all the others go on the defensive. He could be really exposing so much corruption in Washington. He could be uh, gutting these ridiculous bureaucracies like the FDA and EPA and Department of Education and Department of Labor and Department of Commerce, Department of uh, Transportation. He could be literally cutting those back to uh, 2% instead of the ridiculous monies that we spend on them now. Uh, he could really be uh, diminishing the role of the federal government in our lives, and he could be pardoning people that are totally innocent, that the press would have no way to criticize him uh, for this. He would be coming out a hero to so many people, you know, to the veterans who are in prison and shouldn't be. And he releases Robertson from Idaho, who got put in prison for such a ridiculous thing. And uh, Sam Gerard and, and, and uh, the others, uh, Cox and Kettler in Kansas, and stopping and coming out publicly and said, we're not going to have uh, any more Department of Education SWAT team raids, especially on black Americans who are totally innocent of any... Who don't even have a student loan. Of course, yeah. When it's and, absolutely insanity. But again, I bet you that John Childress, or is that how you say this guy's name? Childen. Childen? All right, I'm sorry, John Childen. I bet he can't get a hold of the Donald, can he? Uh, He's in Arizona, and I bet uh, Joe Arpaio won't do anything for him, will he? No, probably not. Okay, so what are we to do for crying out loud? you got a 50,000-acre private property ranch right on the border, literally documenting illegal activity by video and going, please help me. And the government's just going, yeah, we're going to go ahead and build a wall. I'm telling you right now, we're going to build a wall, we're going to lock them up, and I don't see any of that. Who's got locked up so far? A couple of uh, Trumpites, and that's it, right? Right. I mean, who's got locked up here? Oh, only the Patriots. They got locked up for two years, and then we found out it was a big old fraud by the rogue agents in government. Yeah, no kid. Yeah, it's... And then they're going to go, we're concerned about Sam Bushman. Him being on the radio is a big concern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, because yeah, Sam's a massive threat, huh? Right. Exactly. Only if telling the truth is a revolutionary act, am I a threat? Well, it is. It, uh, telling the truth is revolutionary. We've got to decide what we're going to do going forward, though. I'm just telling you that, that this is serious indeed. What are we going to do? Yeah, I, I'm... Uh, Don't worry. You probably ought to just go watch uh, Crazy Rich Asians, and, and then you'd feel <laughs> all better. There'd be a phenomenal activity this weekend. Now, isn't that as racist as it gets, Crazy Rich Asians? I what, know. What if I said poor blacks? Uh, crazy poor blacks. Would that be Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's tr it's as true as crazy risk agents are, if you believe in the stereotypes. I actually did see the movie. What if I said whacked out white Mormons? Yeah. <laughs> see, I'm just saying this kind of stuff is just unacceptable. Why can they say that? And then I'm a racist? Yeah. And they're literally raking in millions and millions of dollars over this? How'd you like crazy risk agents, by the way? Um, my wife and I both thought it was cute. Uh, it was a pretty strong family movie, and... Uh, you know, there was nothing spectacular about it. Uh, Do you think the whole title's racist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I even asked some Asian kids at my school. I said, have you seen that movie that uh, has that racist title? 
And uh, but you know they're cool. They're not overly sensitive about that. And, yeah, you're you're fine if you say that about Asians, and you're a rich inside liberal person. You can do that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, if you're a Hollywood insider. So, uh, I thought it was an amazing title. Uh, I I actually don't believe it's a racist title, but most of the well, I agree with your point. I'm just saying if we're going to go down the racist rabbit hole, they always do. Then yeah, it's a racist title. Political correctness on that, and political correct people would say it is. Well, they won't. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Okay, any other issue they will. Now, I, I believe that there's very few racist people that are truly racist. I really do. I, mean, I know they exist, but I don't really even know any. No, I don't either. Uh, I, you know, I would say that uh, my wife's grandpa was kind of that way. Yeah, but again, is he really that way because that's in his heart, or is he that way because that's what societal norms endorse? Not that I say, accept that. Not that yeah. I think that's good. I'm just saying there's a difference between just that's how you grew up. My dad was a lot that way. Hey, he grew up in Arizona where they would let the white people swim all week. Then they'd let the blacks and Mexicans swim on one day, and then they'd drain the pool and fill it up again. I mean, it's as racist <laughs> as it gets. Okay, that's true in Arizona where my dad grew up, and, and my dad just thought that was the way it was supposed to be. Right. When he was young, then he got older and realized how wrong that was. But that's not his fault. My father was not a racist. Right. But again, well, that, that, that's kind of the history that we've got to wrestle with. Yeah. But, but I don't know anybody that's in their heart that literally believes they're supreme or superior because of their pigmentation in their skin. And I don't know anybody that but, treats uh, a people around them based on their skin color any different. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Anybody. Yeah, I don't think I've ever known anybody that hated somebody just because of their skin color. I don't think I've ever known anybody. Now, I know they exist, and I reject that, although I stand for their right to feel that way and believe that way if they want to. I mean, I'll be against it, but I, again, I, I, I don't agree with what they say or do, but I support their right to say and do it and think it and believe it if they want to, as wrong as I think they might be. Sure. Wow. All right. Any final uh, tidbits to be aware of today, sir? Well, I think that we've uh, got a lot to do, and I'm I'm busy on doing this. And, uh, man, I've got such a, a bunch of work to do from school this weekend, but I've got a bunch of stuff to do with CSPOA. And uh, so... Yeah, and then I've got several sheriffs I need to contact. Uh, so I've got a real. We got to contact that rancher on the border and say, "What can we do to help you, sir?" Yeah, yeah, I really, I think that's maybe we ought to instead of the innocents, you know, freeing the innocents in prison, maybe we ought to say, "Put the illegals in prison." Yeah, those who are committing Ill illegal activity. I mean, literally, look, all the government would need to do is cooperate with this rancher, and they could literally stop a huge, massive. I mean, he documented literally thousands of people over time coming in that he knows are criminals. So, I mean, my, my uh, I say God bless the Bundys. I've said that for the last three or four years. And those who have gone to jail as their supporters. God bless them oh, as well. Oh, my goodness, yeah. The the people that took plea bargains because of the coercion of the federal government. Well, I think, although, again, this is where I just don't understand why I'm calling it treason. Why can't those be revisited and say, look, all these plea bargains were unfair. It was out belligerent intimidation. Uh, it was false pretenses that they agreed to this. We're going to call a halt and redo that whole thing. But, see, that's not even being discussed, right? Yeah, all of those people should be released and uh, just like the Hammonds were, and, uh, you know, really, Trump needs to stop all this nonsense with Russia, and he needs to focus on pardons and justice and draining that swamp. I wish we could get a hold of Kim. I wish we could get a hold of President Trump. I think our cause is just, but so far I hear silence. Uh, in other words, we believe your cause is just, but we can do nothing for you is kind of the message I'm getting. The reason I say I he believes our cause is just him. is because he says so, but yet we can, he does nothing for us. 
Well, I will blame the, the senators and congressmen who should be contacting him about this. And they should be going public about this stuff. And they could make it an issue that President Trump would have to look at. You're right. But we can't find a single one that's willing to do it, can we? Not a single one. Have we even tried Steve King? Uh, I haven't. Uh, or maybe I did when I was there. I think well, I, I think he went into his office, but I don't think we really pushed hard. I think yeah. we need to push hard and see if we can get a single congressman to do it. Can we get a single one, single congressman or senator that'll literally say this is a serious issue, and I'm willing to speak out and do a public press conference on this? Yeah, uh, that would be that would be wonderful to find that person. I, I just don't know. You know, I, again, Ammon's phrase: "What are we to do?" I just it, it rings so true because I don't know what to do next. Yeah, I mean, I really don't. If I had money, I could do more. I could go to the border and highlight this this uh, rancher uh, and his issues. I could go to Washington, D.C. Well, and protest. I or, do know that we could probably get, what, 20 sheriffs together for a press conference, maybe, and do that in Washington, D.C., and see if anybody would listen to the sheriffs talking about the innocent. Well, uh, the, again, Bar- uh, uh, Trump just met with sheriffs a couple of days ago. I know. One of our good sheriffs was there, Sheriff Orley from— And so, uh, see, this I, is what I don't understand, though. All these good sheriffs are there, but yet, you know what? They can sit there with Donald and do a press conference and everything else, but we can't even get it. I don't understand it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go offline and see what our next step ought to be. But maybe a press conference with sheriffs is it. Maybe a protest on some of these issues is it. Well, the reason I said that is obviously Trump listens to sheriffs. He's had uh, two meetings with sheriffs since he's been in office. Well, and, unless he'll listen to sheriffs as long as we're not involved. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, that might be the case. Because it's just interesting how somehow I don't get how you weren't invited to that. You could say, well, you're not a sitting sheriff. And my response is, yeah, but who leads the constitutional organization of sheriffs? And the answer is Richard Mack, who's beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court over standing up for your God-given rights via states' rights and state sovereignty. Sheriff Mack. Okay, I just don't get how, you know, you and I are in the flyover country, sir. Yeah, um, I've been kind of surprised by that, too. You know, I've been to some big places, but... Still, uh, you think that with the credibility of a Supreme Court victory and where I've been and what I've done, that, you know, people would maybe say, maybe we ought to listen to this guy. Well, in addition to that, though, you're a published author on these issues, and you lead one of the premier organizations that organize sheriffs around the supreme law of the land. I mean, I don't know how it gets more poignant and relevant than that. I agree with you on that. All right, sir, we're flat out of time. Godspeed. Keep up the good work. We'll chat soon, sir. You too, Sam. See you soon, brother. There he goes. All right, Sheriff Richard Mack doing a phenomenal job. Clive and Bundy doing just an outrageous Grand Slam job standing up for the sacred cause of liberty. I say outrageous because imagine being a Clive and Bundy with the abuse the government's giving him, and he still stands and has a forgiving heart, but yet wants to create accountability so it doesn't happen to anybody else. What a class act to follow, ladies and gentlemen. We endorse these men 1,000%. All right, libertyroundtable.com. Donate today if you like the radio you hear, please. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.